So the other day on Instagram, a lovely lady named Cassie asked me three questions. Two of them were kind of light, fun, and personal. The other one was about the diet plan Whole30. And I didn't realize I was going to have quite so much to say about Whole30 as I do. So most of this episode is going to be devoted to that, but I'll answer the fun ones too. Welcome to this week's Q&A episode. Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal, and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph. I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. The first fun question here was... Um, what is your go-to non-water, non-coffee drink? Which is pretty funny because if you follow on Instagram, most of what I drink is water or coffee. And you also didn't say non-alcoholic, but I'm assuming you also mean that, so wine is not included. Um, To be honest, that's mostly what I drink is water and coffee-related things. Occasionally, I will drink uh, sparkling water, seltzer water, something like that. Aldi has a few really good ones I like. I always check to make sure that there isn't aspartame because sometimes a few of the flavors have that as a sweetener hidden in the label. So it's still listed as water and it's still sugar-free, but there's aspartame in there. So I just look for the ones that don't have it. Um, But I'll drink some seltzer water on occasion to spice things up, to change it up. But um, I don't drink a lot of it because it doesn't feel great on my digestive system all the time. I prefer to just drink regular water. I will once in a blue moon drink one of those Celsius energy drinks as well. It's a more natural energy. There is caffeine, um, but they don't have sugar and there is, there are a lot of vitamins included also. So occasionally, but for the most part, I am a strong water coffee drinker. The second question was, what's your favorite or most impactful healthy habit that you've incorporated into your life? I love this question. I was really trying to think about the little things that I do on a day-to-day basis that maybe I wasn't doing a few years ago. I don't think it will surprise you that um, having a morning, morning time or a morning ritual is super important to me and my favorite. I don't like to get up in the morning and feel like I'm rushing into the day. I don't like to get up in the morning and feel like I am on somebody else's clock or somebody else's agenda. I like to get up and feel 
for a few minutes at least, even if it's five or 10 minutes, I like to feel that the day is my own, that I am in control of what's about to happen, that I am choosing to do the things that are in my day because they add value to my life, and that I'm doing them from a place that is centered from um, after a time where I've been able to be in touch with my own body, with my own mind, and my own needs. So mornings, absolutely, are a priority to me. The other thing is definitely um, utilizing focus mode on my phone, which may not sound at first like a healthy habit. It may sound more like a time management habit, but I know that if my phone is not in focus mode, if I have social apps accessible, if I'm distracted by internet browsing, I know that I get less done and that affects my mental health. I know that I may start to compare myself to other things on the internet and that affects my mental health. I know that um, it makes me more physically and mentally tired because I am constantly switching between topics on my phone. And that when I'm able to utilize focus mode, block out the apps that distract me or that bring up those feelings, I'm able to spend more time doing the things that make me feel good or getting things done and that feels good or just being more present in what's around me instead of being uh, sucked in by what's on my phone. So morning ritual, moments in the morning, and using focus mode definitely are my two healthy habit hacks. The last question that I want to dive into a little bit was, how do I feel about Whole30? If you're unfamiliar with Whole30, you can look at their website. It is simply whole30.com. It's not a program that I have ever done or experienced myself, so I want to start with that disclaimer. Everything that I know or will say about Whole30 comes from their website. So it is just my perspective and my impression of the information that they provide free to the public. So it's important first to recognize that Whole30 is an elimination diet. It is a program designed to have you eliminate food groups for 30 days and then reintroduce them to your diet. There's a cultural diet culture misconception that Whole30 is a diet program. And they do say in a couple of quotes that some of the benefits people experience from Whole30 are losing weight. But they also are very explicit on their website that it is not a weight loss program. It's not designed to help you lose weight. It doesn't um, count calories or, or measure portions or anything like that. It's not designed to help you lose weight. It's designed as an elimination diet. And they're very clear that um, if you have weight loss goals, that that's your prerogative, but that's not the intention of their program. So I, I appreciate that fact. I also appreciate a lot of the language that they do use surrounding food freedom. There's a whole section on their website that um, I feel very aligned with about food freedom as a feeling of being in control of the food that you eat instead of food controlling you. They talk about food freedom as, um, you know, indulging in fun foods or less nutritious foods when you feel like it's worth it passing when you don't feel like it's worth it, and not feeling guilt or shame either way. They explicitly say it's about taking morality out of food, recognizing that you are not good or bad based on what's on your plate. And I definitely agree with all of that language. What it confuses me a little bit is the idea that so many people need to do an elimination diet. First of all, that's the big thing. 
it's not necessary. So Whole30 is not a necessary program for people to do. It's a program that could be useful if you were experiencing, say, a lot of strange symptoms, a lot of dietary uh, digestive distress, and you thought that there might be some dietary causation there. It could be a helpful tool in that regard. But as something as far as something goes of uh, as far as something goes where everyone should do it or it's a reset to your health for everybody, I don't really see that as necessary. Because there are a lot of rules and restrictions that come with Whole30. Whole30 does encourage you to eat, you know, whole foods. So it does encourage you to not really even encourage you. It forbids you. They list them as rules. So Whole30 says that for 30 days, you will eat no sugar, no added sugar, real or artificial, meaning um, honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar, date syrup, all those things that we often use as natural sweeteners are forbidden on the rules list. No alcohol in any form. No grains, no legumes. So no beans involved except for green beans or uh, peas. No soy, no dairy, no sulfates. No, uh, this one really gets me. No recreating baked goods or treats with approved ingredients. So even if they say that banana and egg are on their improved ingredients, the rule is that you can't use banana and egg to make a pancake-like thing to satisfy your craving. And that language right there really bothers me. Um, They say that it's an elimination diet, but then they also say it is about breaking your habits and being in control. But it's, for, it's a 30-day rule. So it bothers me a little bit that they say no recreating junk food out of healthy foods. I have a, a little bit of a, an issue with that language. I also have an issue of the fact that they're taking out grains and legumes completely unless you do the plant-based version. And then legumes are included because you're taking out meat. You, you have to include it because you, you need to eat a protein, uh, enough protein in your diet. So then you're allowed to eat beans on the plant-based version, but not on the other version. So I find some inconsistency there. An actual elimination diet should be done for medical reasons from a medical perspective. So the fact that we could kind of change it to fit people's choices takes away the fact that it is an elimination diet from my perspective. So that seems a little little odd to me. There also are... um, some other fine print things that I, I'm not really a fan of. Like, for example, you cannot use um, sweeteners, but you can use fruit juice, even though we know fruit juice is really the condensed version of the sugar from the fruit, right? There's no fiber left in it. So fruit juices, even 100% fruit juices are really high in, in sugar. So I'm a little confused why that's not a sweetener but something else that comes from a plant naturally is a sweetener. That confuses me a little. And also that they use a lot of, I don't know, a lot of kind of extreme extreme language about zero this, zero that, zero that. And then you reintroduce it for 10 days. You, you reintroduce something to test it out, and then you go back from it again um, to, to see what effects that has on your body, which is how an elimination diet works. I'm confused where the healthy habit building part comes in. 
And I know several people who have done Whole30. Maybe you listening are one of those people, and maybe you can send me some of your thoughts or your feedback that maybe they did feel great for those 30 days. Maybe they improved their digestion or found a trigger if that was their goal. Maybe they were happy with the way their body felt or their bloating or their weight loss or whatever their goals were. Maybe that's true. My hesitation comes from the part where when those 30 or 40 or however many days it takes you to do the program are done, what healthy habits have you built? How do you, when, there's no, when there are no more rules, when there's no more list of rules to follow, there's no more time period, like 30 days left, what happens then when we're approached by our favorite foods, by those treat foods they call them? When we do want to um, eat something just for the fun of it, when we are faced with sugar or alcohol or those things that were uh, triggers to our eating before, we haven't developed strategies for managing those situations. We haven't developed habits that teach us to be in control around food when it is accessible to us. Their primary objective is to get you to just break the cravings by going cold turkey, by eliminating them for 30 days, and uh, making your body crave them less. But it it ignores some of the mindset piece. It ignores social situations. Um, It ignores finding balance. It ignores joy. You know, they just kind of give you the sweeping, you can do hard things, you can do it for 30 days. Of course, I believe that you can do hard things. I think you can do anything that you set your mind to. But what about after that? So from my perspective, it is a medical elimination diet, not a great one because there's variance. My perspective is also that an elimination diet should be done under the care of a medical professional. It's not even something that I, as a nutrition coach, do. That's something that should be done with your doctor or a dietitian, a true elimination diet. And that instead... We should be focused, unless we need that for a medical reason, we should be focused on building sustainable, healthy habits that do not have a 30-day window attached to them. Because even if you are able to do that for 30 days, and I know that you could if you wanted to, what are you going to do after that? What habits will be in place? What what are you going to eat? Um, How are you going to adapt to things that don't serve your body? What are you going to eat instead? How are you going to handle fun foods after? I could keep rambling about this topic, but I just think that it is worth keeping in mind that we see or hear a lot about people's results from doing something without necessarily checking the intention of that program or how it fits into the bigger picture of our health journey. So I always want you to approach these things with caution. If there are any other programs you want me to chat about or if you want to talk personally about these things, or if you want to talk about other sustainable ways to develop healthy habits and solid nutrition, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Reach out on Instagram at BeWellWithSteph. Send me an email, Steph at BeWellWithSteph.com. You could book a discovery call where it is BeWellWithSteph.com slash work with me. You could join one of my coaching programs. There are all sorts of ways that we can help you develop healthy habits or help you unpack other dietary programs. If you think you have a good one for the podcast, let me know too. You can always go to bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast and leave me your suggestion for other questions and other things that we can review on the show. So thanks again for all of your questions, Cassie. It made for an awesome episode or at least a fun one for me to dig into a little bit. Hope it helped you guys too. And I will talk to you more soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. That's it.